0: This week on Priority One, DS9 and Voyager get an HD remastering, sorta. We learn what Season 2 of Picard won't be about. First contact giveaways and events are still going strong in Star Trek Online, while on the mobile platforms, Timelines and Starfleet Command get some interesting updates. Then, we're pleased to have with us Star Trek TNG's Lieutenant J, Tracy Lee Coco.
1: RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network.
3: Your hosts.
4: Hello, Captains. You're listening to episode 456 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast, your weekly recap and review of all the major news happening in the Star Trek multiverse. This episode was recorded live on Tuesday, April 7th, 2020, and available for download or streaming on Friday, April 10th at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah. I'm Kat. I'm Tony. And in our audio booth is our chief engineer, Skiffy. Hello.
0: Before we jump into the news, we want to invite you in on the weekly conversations, whether via social media platforms like Facebook.com forward slash Priority One Podcast, on Twitter or Instagram at Priority One Pod, or by email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com.
4: Captains, there is no question that these are difficult times, and many of our listeners are at the forefront of this pandemic. They are the front line they are in fact starfleet medical and we want to take a moment to honor those members of our community who are risking their lives every day across the entire planet to help you and your loved ones during this difficult time in order to showcase the amazing work being done we'd like for you to reach out to us with a video clip or a voice memo that we can include in the next several episodes of this podcast just answer one of the following questions For instance, how did Star Trek influence your desire to pursue a career in medical care? Or, how does Star Trek get you through these difficult times as a medical service provider, a doctor, nurse, first responder? We want to hear from you, and we want to share your stories with the rest of the Star Trek community. Because after all, you are in fact, hashtag Starfleet Medical. Send those to us by replying to our social media posts directly with your video or audio clip, or just send them to us via email to incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. And here with our first submission is our very own Jake Morgan.
5: Hi, I'm Jake, and this is not The Promenade. Nope, I'm responding to Priority One's hashtag Starfleet Medical. You see, I'm a firefighter, and you may be asking yourself, um, so why is a firefighter claiming to be a medical professional? (laughs) That's a good question. In the state of Rhode Island, where I work, firefighters are required to be ALS, or Advanced Life Support Certified Medical Professionals. And the rescues are run and manned by the fire department and firefighters. So hopefully that answers your question. I was born in the early 80s, and reruns were a thing. But of all the reruns I used to watch as a kid, Star Trek the original series was my favorite, obviously. The bright colors, the uniform, the adventures, the Enterprise, what a cool ship. But Star Trek also had a profound influence on my moral compass, the way I viewed the world, and really who I aspired to be. Sure, I wanted the action and adventure like any other kid, but I wanted to be a part of something bigger than me, part of a family, a team, like the crew of the Enterprise that others look to when in need. Firefighting and EMS really scratches that itch for me. I mean, I get to go on away missions to help people, then head back to the station, which sometimes I pretend is a ship, (laughs) and wait for the next distress call. It doesn't get any better than that. I get to live Star Trek. I get to help people. I've been on the job, as we call it, for almost 13 years, and in that time, I've had the privilege to see and do a lot. Some of it's scary, Some of it's exciting, other things are pretty awful, and occasionally it's beautiful. But nothing has been like COVID-19. It's changed everything. But when it feels like too much, and when I think of the worst things that could happen because of this disease, I try to think of Star Trek. I tend to think of a few episodes or scenes, but the Corbomite Maneuver, which is my favorite episode, always pops in the old brain machine. I remember seven-year-old me watching in awe as Kirk directed the Enterprise towards the ship that was threatening to destroy them just minutes before. I think of Bailey having lost his composure, returning to the bridge to right his wrongs, choosing to be better than he thinks he can be. It's all oddly settling and really, really inspiring. I just want to take a second to thank the Priority One team for starting the Starfleet medical hashtag. I think it's hugely important to hear from the people helping. I want to hear from you. To be honest, I was really reluctant to record this, but I did it today so that you would record your stories tomorrow. I'm asking you, please, 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 please submit your stories. We need to hear them. Finally, I'd like to quickly thank everyone who's out there doing their part. The essential workers are out there keeping us fed and clothed and healthy, delivering our goods, keeping our communities clean, patrolling our streets, and those non-essential staying home. I mean, honestly, you may be bearing the biggest burden. A French philosopher named Gabriel Marcel once said, There's only one suffering, to be lonely. But remember, you're not alone. If you love Star Trek, you're part of a family. Reach out. Say hi. Talk about what's bothering you, what makes you happy and sad, what you're afraid of, what you love. Share Star Trek. We'll get through this together. You're not alone. Live long and prosper. Thank you.
4: And as always, we are grateful for the work that you are doing during this incredibly difficult time.
3: Now, let's check out the latest news from the Star Trek multiverse. Join I don't know. Then let's check it out.
4: When Star Trek The Original Series and The Next Generation were given the high-def treatment, breathing new life into both series and stunning high-definition, it didn't take long for fans to start asking, When are we getting DS9 and Voyager? Unfortunately, that wish might never be granted. At least, not according to Robert Meyer Burnett, the writer, director, producer, and editor of the bonus features included with the Next Generation and Enterprise Blu-ray release. You see, back in 2017, Burnett went on the record to explain that remastering the series is expensive and time-consuming. but mostly expensive, and the return on investment wouldn't be the same as with the other more popular series. And even then, reports suggest that CBS weren't really pleased with the sales of TNG on Blu-ray. However, a couple of fans took it upon themselves to apply some machine learning and digitally enhance several scenes from DS9 and Voyager into 4K resolution. Last year, a fan that goes by Captain Robau uploaded a couple of comparison videos with scenes from Deep Space Nine. Now, Billy Reichert ran a similar process to a couple of scenes from Voyager.
0: I, I watched some of those videos and yeah, it is kind of impressive what they can do just by running it through their thing. I don't know that it would ever, at least not in the foreseeable future, be practical to do that through the entire series. Their work on those specific scenes, they were, I think uh, it might have been Robau that did Sacrifice of Angels, the, the big space battle from Deep Space Nine. Looked pretty cool, but that's, you, you know, you're only working with the models and the special effects. You're not dealing with actors with background props and, you know, the, you know, Tracy Lee Coco's walking in the background and stuff like that. So it's a great experiment to try to get a whole episode done, but I think that's probably beyond what any reasonable studio would invest in right now.
1: I also think that CBS will eventually get around to it. They were disappointed in the Blu-ray sales of TNG, but they have a whole platform now that they seem to have a big Trek focus on, and I think these shows would have a a pretty decent half-life when placed onto that streaming service. If they were the exclusive place where you could see 1080p and and 4K Trek, I think uh, fans would enjoy that.
3: Yeah,
0: but they'll watch it anyway.
3: I watch it on BBC America, even.
4: Well, the other thing, too, is that my understanding, at least the way that Burnett explained it in in that interview back in 2017, is that it's not just about running a VHS through some kind of compiler. In some of those cases, especially with TNG, they had to almost recut the scene from the original films.
0: And that's why it's possible because all they've got from DS9 and Voyager in the 90s is the tape. And it was it's possible to do with the original series and TNG because they could separate out the original film from the special effects that were layered on top of it. They can't do that with, with DS9 and Voyager because it's all one mix.
4: Well, that brings us to our first community question this week. How impressed are you with the AI and machine learning update to Deep Space Nine and Voyager? Does it make you pine for a high definition release of both series? Let us know in the comments section for this episode at PriorityOnePodcast.com or by following us on social media where we will pose this question to you.
3: While we're on the topic of technical advancements, COVID-19 has disrupted our daily lives in an unprecedented way. Many of us are adjusting to work from home scenarios and might even find themselves sitting in front of their laptops using a program like Zoom for work meetings. podcast production. Well, if you happen to use Zoom for work, why not liven up that boring bedroom background with something more stellar? Via Twitter, Star Trek released a few images that can be imported into Zoom and configured to be a virtual background. Now, Zoom already has this feature built in with some default backgrounds, but you can import these new images to set a more colorful stage. Why not set yourself in Chateau Picard? Or in a corridor aboard the Discovery? Either way, these are definitely a fun way to liven up those boring zoom meetings which could have probably still been addressed in an email just saying my boss insists on video meetings so i have to blur the background because i'm like i don't need you to see my kitchen because i haven't washed dishes
0: Now that Picard has wrapped up its first season, the big question on everyone's mind is, what's coming in Season 2? Although Shabon and Goldsman have explained that ideas are starting to formulate, Sir Pat Stew can tell you what it won't be about. Pandemics. Although Sir Patrick has gone on record explaining his goals for Season 1 of Picard and how contemporary issues affected the themes of the first season, he doesn't believe tackling a pandemic storyline would be appropriate, explaining, quote...
3: This is a disturbing and frightening and sad time for many thousands of people. And it is too sensitive, too upsetting, too frightening, I think.
0: While we're on the topic of future productions, Star Trek Picard's composer Jeff Russo chatted with flickeringmyth.com to talk about his involvement with the Star Trek franchise, including his connection to Noah Hawley, who is supposed to take the director's chair of the next Star Trek film. The question, has Russo spoken to Hawley about the next film? His reply, quote, I have. We've spoken about it and we've talked about what he's going to want from a musical perspective and how to approach it and what the story is looking like it's going to be, which is extremely exciting to me. He's one to definitely talk about music with me, so when he called to say that his Film was in the works, I was extremely excited. End quote.
4: Well, this certainly seems like a few more steps closer to the production of a film.
3: Yeah, if they're at the music phase. That's something. I guess. <laughs> guess. Huh. Hmm. Calling all television content creators, the Roddenberry Foundation and social impact agency Proper Dailies, A Day of Unreasonable Conversation have teamed up for this year's Roddenberry Impact Awards. Ten awards of $10,000 will, quote, be granted to television content creators who are committed to and have innovative ideas and approaches for reimagining the processes for writing and telling stories that better represent the diversity of people, thought, and expression throughout society, end quote. Those of you interested in applying have until May 8th, 2020 at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And remember, the goal of the event is to, quote, Unlock social progress through the power of stories, end quote. For more information about what's involved in the application process, be sure to click the links in our show notes.
0: Well, Captains, that's all the news we have to trek out this week. Now let's find out what happened in the world of Star Trek gaming. Computer, status report. Status. Incoming message.
2: I'm only in the mood for good news today.
4: A free giveaway has just begun. On April 9th, for console captains running for two weeks, players can claim a free promotional Borg pack once per account. This pack contains four Borg lockbox weapon packs, one faction appropriate Borg bridge officer, and one small XP boost and though the PC giveaway started last week, it's not too late to grab your Borg pack there either I haven't because the PC giveaway continues through April 16. I have a Borg bridge, bridge I was already.
3: Well I have a full Borg ground crew there awesome. Wait what yeah the one that I
4: have the one that I have I can never reclaim again like it only allows me to claim once
3: yeah well,
4: this one allows you to have more than one.
3: Well, you can get one from the Omega Reputation a Borg Bridge. This is
1: a different one than the one you've already claimed. Yeah, so yeah, if, this it,
3: one's new. And special. This one's
1: an additive, so whichever Borg officers you have in the past, this one adds to it. Uh, but there have been other opportunities to get Borg Bridge officers in the past. You could get, you used to be able to get one from uh, one of the original STFs.
3: Oh yeah, I don't think you can do that anymore.
1: No, that's been uh, removed ever since they revamped it.
4: Well, crap. I didn't know that because I have the one that came with, I don't know, I think it was the Lifetime or the Special Edition box. But every one after that, I always thought that it was just the same reward. And I think I remember even opening one and the system telling me, no, you already have one in your account. You can't open this bo- this bridge officer again.
3: Oh, well, if it told you that, that's probably the case. But I know you can get like a Liberated Borg Reeman.
1: That one's only on your Romulan account, I think. Is
3: though. it? Oh.
1: The, the Reman, I think, might only be in your Romulans.
3: Maybe this is why I have liberated Borg Romulans as my Borg characters.
1: I know my Federation character has three. I can't remember where I got them all. I know one was from an STF. The other two I can't quite remember. Mm. Well, one would have been Lifetime, and that, this will be my yeah. fourth. So I mean, now I know I
3: you can get game. one through the Reputation, too. Um. I will have to look into these. All around the galaxy, space stations, academies, bases, and back alleys were immersed in Klingon culture last week. To celebrate April Fool's Day, Star Trek Online gave players a game-wide Klingon concertina festival. NPCs all over the galaxy could be found trying their hands at the Klingon squeeze box and singing Klingon music, sadly with no audio. Also in the April Fool's spirit, Kurland was back on DS9's promenade. Interacting with the famous Starfleet captain would get you a mysterious box and a free dab emote. The mysterious box, when opened, would randomly present you with another mysterious box or an impressive explosion. It's probably safe to say this was Curlin's revenge for all the abuse he took during 2018's April Fool's Day.
4: And last but not least, we hope, captains, that you took the opportunity to play the new content available during First Contact Day celebrations. We were introduced to a new patrol with voiceover work by Jerry Ryan. And the story takes us to Bozeman, Montana, the night before First Contact, where we have to battle the Borg.
0: I have a major announcement. I found a ground mission I like. Really? Ooh.
3: This patrol on the ground? Oh, it's so amazing. One Night at Bozeman. I always sing... Oh, yeah. song.
0: <laughs> yeah, with theory that it makes a hard man tumble, don't be too careful with your company. All right, yeah.
3: Yeah, now that you can hear the the movie voiceover, I hang out in this patrol a long time. Like, I pause what I'm doing in Killing Borg to go listen to Deanna and Riker and Zephrim Cochran in the bar. That That's the whipped cream
0: and cherry on top? Yes! That, that exactly. it's, that's it. But the Sunday underneath is pretty good. I mean... The map is really good, and it's got... They did the Fallout vibe, right? Because they got all the rusted-out cars and the junk and stuff. The propane tanks explode. Oh, those are so good. You can see where the bad guys are and where they're coming from. It makes sense that they're coming from those places... I liked this mission.
1: The other thing I liked, uh, when you're when you're digging through the piles of junk, you're pulling out the ingredients that you normally hunt for in the other First Contact Day mission, where you have to build your rocket. You have to get coiled wire and two or three other things. Where Seven's trying
3: to figure out what they're doing and what they're... yeah tra- yes. yes. and
1: she's, she's reading off the ingredients that you normally go rummage through piles of junk through. So I, I thought that was a little tongue-in-cheek kind of uh, making fun of their other mission a little bit, or making... A little bit,
3: but uh, in the chat they were asking, how do you hear it? And when you're in the middle of the mission and you hear the music in the background, if you go up to that building... Yeah, you can hear that entire scene with Troy and Riker and Cochran. It's amazing. This is my one ticky-tack little complaint,
0: and I totally get why it had to be because Al was tweeting about it the other day uh, when when we were talking about it on Twitter. I, he we missed the ubi dooby uh, I guess Steppenwolf is in the rocket launch thing, and of course, every time you bid the royalty intellectual property lawyer here.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm like, it's probably better this way that way. They don't have to pay the mechanicals.
0: Right. So, but the but. The ooby dooby would have cued people in to hang around there. Right. And it's not ooby dooby. It's just like oh, okay, background music. It's some random whatever. Right.
3: Now the baseline is similar, but not quite.
0: But yeah, but it, it's not. It's not the hook, right? I mean, it's not. It's not the hook. Anybody who's watched First Contact more than once would know that would be the hook. And I, I mean, it's. I get why they did it. And yeah, if I had to choose, I'd pick. Magic carpet ride over Ruby Dooby too. Yeah,
4: I kind of wish there was a little accolade if you stay and listen to the whole scene. I was half expecting a little oh, accolade.
3: something like "There's no time." Yes, <laughs> yeah. that would
1: have been good. I haven't actually heard the uh, the VO audio yet. I heard the music. I recognized that it was trying to make fun of or trying to play homage to Ooby Dooby. And I just kind of kept yeah, going. But don't I, run I guess past I didn't the building.
3: Stay. You just hang out. And then Deanna starts talking. And it's oh, it's so good. And especially because we just watched it, you know, the other day.
4: Did you, the mission keeps you around the perimeter of Bozeman, Montana, that, that park, right? So I didn't really explore, other than walk up to the bar and listen to the scene, I didn't explore anywhere else. Are there perhaps any hidden accolades or other little Easter eggs from the mission or in the mission? Also, I think the accolades should be called counseling skills.
3: I didn't notice any accolades. You mean counseling techniques? <laughs> He's nuts. <laughs>
1: I'll be sure to note that in my log. <laughs>
4: Well, Captains, that brings us to our next community question this week. What were your thoughts on the new patrol featuring voiceover work from Jerry Ryan and taking you to Bozeman, Montana? Let us know in the comments section for this episode at PriorityOnePodcast.com or just be sure to follow us on social media where we will ask you the same question.
0: The in-game calendar on PC shows a couple of events coming up. First, we have a three-week bonus experience event starting April 24th. During this event, players earn an extra 100% bonus experience throughout the game. It's a great time to level up a character or start a whole new character. It's a little unusual for this event to be three weeks long, so stay tuned for any related news from Cryptic on this one. And starting on April 30th, we also have an item upgrade weekend through May the 4th. During this event, item upgrade tokens provide 100% more technology points. Get your Phoenix upgrade tokens ready to burn, Captains. Are you trying to insinuate
1: that if you upgrade a Star Trek item, it becomes a Star Wars item?
0: I I, I resent that implication. (laughs) You're putting words in my mouth. Stop it.
3: This week in Armada news, join us every Thursday for TFO Thursday, where we team up with other Armada members to earn marks in dilithium. And this week, we feature the return of Tribbles and Bits, the Cannibal Tribble Edition. Because, you know, it's Mirror Month this month in the Armada, where we are giving away mirror ships every day. We're doing all kinds of stuff. We have a special screenshot contest. Please check out the website, priority1armada.com, for more details.
0: And in other gaming news,
4: Star Trek Fleet Command has announced a new feature designed to make the game more friendly to referrals. Players who join the game can now choose what server they're attached to. This lets a new player join the specific server where a friend already plays. For a limited time, players who refer a friend will also earn rewards when that referral reaches level 10 in the game or makes in-game purchases. The reward for your first referral is 800 Ultra Recruit Tokens and a reward chest. Additionally, reward chests can be earned on your 3rd, 6th, and ninth referrals. The reward earned by a referral purchase is a special Uhura game avatar. This promotion ends April 15th, and referrals must reach level 10 by then to qualify for reward. That doesn't give you much time as of the release of this podcast episode, so we hope that you had a good time during this recruitment event.
0: Star Trek Timelines has announced the theme of April's mega-event, Double Jeopardy. The story event will focus on the knowledge of the USS Discovery becoming public again, and an ensuing push to ban synthetics. The event will feature crew from both Picard and Discovery, and will give bonuses to all crew with the Cyberneticist trait. The Soji Crew card will be the recurrent threshold reward for all four events this month. See all the details, including the schedule of weekly events, Check out the link to the Timelines Forum in our show notes.
3: That's a wrap for Star Trek Online and Gaming News. Now we welcome our special guest, Star Trek TNG's Lieutenant J. Tracy Lee Coco.
1: Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access files.
2: This is Captain Benjamin Sisko. Authorization Cisco Alpha 1 Alpha.
1: Logs
5: accessed.
4: Hello, Captains, we're back and we're really excited to have with us Star Trek veteran Tracy Lee Coco. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Yay! And this is Little Coco right here.
4: Oh, hi, Little Coco. So excited. How, how's Little Coco adjusting to quarantine life?
2: Oh, you know what? She's <laughs> She's been quarantined with me forever. I swear to God. She follows me around like I'm her shadow.
4: Uh, so. uh, well, thank you so much for spending some time with us this evening. Oh, thank you. We've been talking about it for a long time and I'm so excited excited that we can chat with you and and talk about Star Trek and your your history with Star Trek Um, why don't we start by asking you you know what got you into acting and then ultimately how did that lead to the next generation
2: let's see well I started out modeling um, for Revlon I did a lot of print work and magazines and stuff My very, very first movie was Gross Anatomy. Do you remember that movie with Christine Lonnie and Matthew Modine?
4: Cat is nodding yes.
3: Yes, I love Matthew Modine. I have seen that movie. Probably in the theaters.
2: (laughs) Again, that was my very first movie. I play a medical student in that. Then that, I believe, led to I was on Baywatch, I don't know if you know that. I was a, a, a regular lifeguard when it first started then after that, I got, let's see, a movie role in uh, Another 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy. And I did stunt work um, in that movie. I I had to wear a miniskirt and pumps and jump over a table in a bar fight. (laughs) That was quite fun. And then as I was doing that, somebody from Paramount from Star Trek saw me on the set and came over and said, "You need to talk to come and talk to so and so at Star Trek. They'd really like your look." So I'm like, "Okay." Well, at the time, I didn't know what I was getting into. Went for the audition, and um, I got it. And the next thing I know, I'm in the black and gold, which I never knew this, but it's the best color to be on the show because they they, uh, have, they you know control two things on the ship. Right. <laughs> and I start, started out as an ensign. And then Michael Westmore, the head of makeup, the god there, gave me uh, my very first uh, alien to do. I don't know if you guys know this, but I was on Deep Space Nine and Voyager as fifteen different aliens too. And my very first alien was an Antikin. And to me, the Antikin reminds me of like a wolf dog. And I had this prosthetic in my mouth, so when I bit down, my mouth would do that. And I remember being on Deep Space Nine when we were filming, I went out to the alley in at, at Paramount on the lot to you know, get air because it was a little hot. And weird things happened. Here comes, oh my God, Sharon Stone out of her trailer right towards me in my makeup and was freaking out, loving the makeup. And they were filming the movie Sliver She's like, oh, my God, what do you look like underneath this makeup? Well, that day I happened to give the security guard a a picture of me. He wanted a picture. So he's like, this is what she looks like. Make a long story short, she invites me to the wrap party for Sliver. So, okay, that's how that happened. But then on the next gen, I believe I was in over 100 episodes. Um, This is what fans are telling me. And um, I've worn every color. We did the first three movies, which the first movie, I fly the ship, get blown out of my chair by the Klingon sisters, but I don't die, and I don't crash the ship. Marina does. We always go back and forth about this. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she talks about it on her panel sometimes um, at conventions, so we laugh about it. But um, to make another long story short, um, yeah. I, I And then we did the first three movies. I was in that. Um, and then I just finished uh, night mistress where I play a uh, head bodyguard to the underworld and I finished another movie called Assassin's Apprentice 2 where Armin Shimmerman's in it and um, I play a retired assassin in that so basically I've done a lot of you know work oh I forgot I did Demolition Man I was a cop in the movie in that and come to find out I'm wearing a great outfit had a little speaking part but the directors girlfriend wanted to wear my outfit. So I kinda got kicked out of basically the movie. So I'm like, wait a minute, wait, I know this movie's based around cops. So if you're kicking me out, you know, of my outfit, can I be a cop? And they're like, yeah. So I was a cop in the movie in the very beginning. And then Paramount called me to uh, be dressed as a Borg, which I, that's one of my other aliens. And we did a convention show. I believe it was over here in Anaheim in California. And I had to promote their pinball game. Well, I get a tap on my shoulder and it's the designer guy from Williams Bolly Midway, the you know, head people that make all the pinball games in Chicago. And he's like, I really like your voice. How would you like to be the Computer voice in the Demolition Man pinball game, and that's on YouTube too. You <laughs>
3: nice. can see it.
2: It's it's so
3: you have one ball left. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great. That's amazing. But did you learn the trick of the three seashells? That's the thing. Demolition. Um, I,
2: you know what? I I'm just putting my mind to scoop the poop. I don't know. I don't.
3: Know.
1: <laughs> so I'm curious. In in all your roles, and especially in all your alien uh, costumes what were the challenges or what sticks out to you as being the most challenging or the most fun or any experiences you want to share about that?
2: Well, okay. Well, the Antikin was quite fun. I did have a prosthetic in my mouth, so I had to like, you know, have a straw if I wanted, you know, to sip on something or to eat. It was kind of hard, but, um, the Borgs were great. I did do one that was on Voyager. Um, I don't recall, I don't think it had a name, but it was really pretty. They gave me contacts in my eyes, and I had a forked tongue and a ponytail, and that one was quite cool. But I think my favorite probably would have to be the board. Yeah, because I would. I was also uh, Alice Craig's um, stunt double in the Borg movie, too. So
4: let's talk a little bit about being a stunt double, too, right. because that's something you're also experienced with. How did that come about?
2: You know what? It started on Baywatch. You know, they had me as a regular lifeguard, but then I, I surfed back in the day. So they had me doing surfing. Surfing's considered a stunt. Um, when I was on the set on Star Trek, The Next Generation, you know, when we shake <laughs> and have to fall down, that's considered a stunt, too. Um, the, the, the big one was when I did the movie Generations and got blown out of my chair and had to work with, you know, prosthetic. I mean, not prosthetics. prosthetics. Yes. And so that was kind of freaky scary, but it was fun after the first. And this is another thing Marina talks about. I did not know this. We did the first take. I go flying and the ambers are falling to the chair. And Marina had to take, you know, my seat and, you know, take charge of the ship. And she says in uh, one of her um, panels that um, we had to do two takes because as soon as she sat down, the Ambers were still on the chair and they burned her butt. So oh, she, God. they had to cut wait, and- get Wait, 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 wait. That's,
0: that's, not just, that's not just a bunch of styrofoam they throw? That's not just like a box of styrofoam chunks and well, of it it, it?
2: it was a lot of that, but they painted it so it looked like cement and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. But
0: yeah. so it was still hot. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. They had the fire department there. Yeah, it was quite, quite fun. Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, Tracy, I have to ask you one, one question that's been burning in my mind. There is a, 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 a blooper out there of. Uh, <laughs> Of, Is that
2: with Jonathan with Jonathan
4: yeah. Frakes. it's just a regular and you go walking by he screams your name and he starts chasing it, you you know I l- yes I'd love to know about that specific moment I, you know I know that's many years ago but but more so about the environment I mean you were and the atmosphere you were there for over a hundred episodes you were a regular on the show what was it like for you on that set you know what 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 are your fondest memories?
2: The first time I walked on the set, the first day, it was like 80, I, I want to say 88, 89 is when I first started. I was like, wow. It looked, I mean, literally like you were on a, a ship.
4: Now, literally. And you were not a Star Trek yeah. fan before this, or you had watched
2: not, not, really. I mean, I watched, you know, Shatner's one, but not like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, and then... um then I got my name Lieutenant J by accident. So that was like wow. How? And I got another pip and was up to lieutenant and What do you mean by accident? Yeah. Jonathan Franks was supposed to say I, uh, it. I think he was supposed to say Lieutenant J G and he said <laughs> Lieutenant J and they Oh, right the right Lieutenant the, Junior oh,
0: grade. Lieutenant yeah. yeah. Junior Grade. And so oh he so just forgot I, the G, so All right.
2: I I, I kind of went, oh, and I ran with it and spelled it J A E and it took off I don't know. It's just I it's weird. Why not? Uh, exactly it's why not, right?
0: It's Canon now. It's and Canon. It's That's what totally it is.
2: Yes. And you know what? I my fans are trying to get me on card, so I'm hoping that might uh, hurt.
4: That'd be nice. That'd be nice for sure. You know,
2: either that or sec. She- you know, I could be Section Thirty One. I don't die. I'm. Yeah. I've been everywhere. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had me. They had me as his date every time we were in Ten Forward. I wore the the, the turquoise outfit and sat right next to I him. I mean, crazy. I
4: was gonna. That was my next question. Is was there? You know, there's head out there. Everybody's mind is wondering. You know, did Picard have a thing with Jay? And you know. <laughs>
2: I think if I remember correctly, he he came up to me and said um, he was getting mail about that, oh. asking. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, that's awesome. But they're all so
2: awesome. But you know, then I I was watching, you know, because on BBC they 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 play them all over, you know, over and over. So I was I was watching a few of them, and gosh, Lieutenant Jay got around. I was Worf's State and Jonathan's Day too in there. I was a little hoochie coochie. <laughs> That, and every time, was it the turquoise
0: dress? Every was that time. your secret? That, that
2: was my, I had outfits. That was your
0: secret. All right, all right, okay, it's your secret weapon. Yeah. All the senior officers fall for the little turquoise dress. Black, no, turquoise is the new black.
2: Oh, my God, there's even there's even an episode where it starts out on me walking through the, the doors, and I come walking, strutting in, saying, hey, hey to everybody.
4: Hey! Uh, <laughs> yeah. So funny. what? What? Tell us about the atmosphere working on set with you know with the cast and crew um, on a seven-year-old, more than seven because you were also in the films. Uh, what was that atmosphere like?
2: Oh my god, it was awesome. I mean, I still to this day, you know, I do. Well, that's another thing. Right now, you know, I do the conventions now, and um, I've been, you know, getting conventions through my PR celebrity with Johnny Steverson, he's my manager, and um, when I see them, you know, at cons now, they can have a line, like, so long, and I'll come walking up, and then they'll go, Tracy C-. <laughs> uh, I wanna say Worf. Michael Dorn goes, Tracy C-, you know, in that great voice of his. Oh my God, and they drop everything, and they hug me, and it's just awesome, and I just saw Patrick when I was at Star Trek Birmingham, um, destination Birmingham, Star Trek Birmingham, the one in uh, in London, and um, yeah, I was just there last year. And um, he, you know, they blew him in and blew him out, but my handler at my table was like, There's Patrick, and I'm like, I'm not letting this one go, <laughs> so I get up and I'm I ran. <laughs> Patrick And he turned around and he goes, Tracy, Coco. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he hugged me and gave me kisses. And we I, we said stuff in each other's ear. And I'm like, oh, my. And the little people, you know, popped out and said, ask him about Picard. No, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know. But anyway, so they the fans have started this thing, hashtag bring back Lieutenant J-A-E, hashtag Picard, and then at Patrick Stew and blah, 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 blah and um jonathan liked a couple of my tweets like two weeks ago and i freaked out and um yeah so <laughs> you know you never know we'll see i mean why not give me a shot of you know just have me on as a cameo they can have me go off. i don't care
0: just put you in a tur put you in a turquoise dress put me
2: in whatever i you know what i will do whatever they want <laughs> they want me to be an alien <laughs> i don't care I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We went to the Picard premiere. My girlfriend and I got invited. And, um, oh, my God, we got to see the first three episodes. And I was like, whoa. And the seating was weird because I was two or three seats in front. Picard Patrick was behind me. So it was like it would have been so cool if they would have put us like together. Mm-hmm. But no, that would really have happened. <laughs> anyway, it was awesome. Um, I haven't watched. It since then, but I heard what happened, you know, on the last, the final thing. So that kind of was a shocker.
4: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What about the difference between filming the movies and the series? What kind of, like, what going into the film? How different was it than going into a day at shooting on the set for the for the series?
2: Well, a series was you, you seven days, you know, and I would know when I got called to do because I was mostly on the bridge, so they filmed three times a week. So I knew I three times a week I was there. So the movie, and they can go, you know, pretty much, pretty much on the Monday when they start shooting, they start out at a time, call time, in the morning. And then as the week progresses, they could, you know, be longer and longer and longer because of stuff that happens or whatever. The movies, they do the same thing, um... It's just a whole different atmosphere, I guess. But the, the the TV series was great. You can't really screw up, you know, on there either.
3: <laughs>
2: I remember oh, no. I remember uh, Michael Jordan would would not remember some of his lines every now and then, and he would make everybody laugh. You know, they, Patrick's quite funny. Him and Jonathan were quite funny. Um, he would always say to Jonathan, you know, come to my ready room, and we'd all laugh at him. Yeah. And, And then oh, and then the one time the one time they thought they were real funny because I was coming out of the or I I was coming out of the, I want to call it the elevator. (laughs)
0: The space elevator, yeah. 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 So
2: at that back in the day, they had a guy in the back that had a red, red and green thing on the floor. So when it would be green, you're supposed to pull the thingy and it would open. And okay, well, they didn't do that, and I ran into it, and they thought it was funny. So.
4: Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like something like that is a rite of passage almost on a on a Star Trek set, from what I've heard.
0: Running into yeah, the turbo into door. The turbo or, yeah. yeah, everybody has to do that.
2: But it's like they they would. I'm like I was like you remember that that commercial for oh gosh let's get Mikey to do it that commercial a long time ago First yeah cereal? Mikey likes it the cereal. cereal yeah yeah basically they would call me to do you know oh let's get Tracy to do it she'll be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had me they they had me dressed as a Ferengi in Florida in Miami and it was for I don't remember what it was I think it was like a convention but I'm not sure but they had me in character in my Ferengi outfit and we had to walk like on this on the boardwalk in Miami and I was in my Ferengi you know whole thing (laughs) and I remember seeing this guy with a Harley and I love motorcycles so I'm like oh, can I sit on your bike? And he was like, what? And I so I just went and sat on it, and his face was hysterical. I think somebody has a photo of that. (laughs) But, um, yeah, and being the Borg, the Borgs were pretty cool. Um, Turns on a lot of guys in the elevator. That was weird. (laughs) Well my very well my very first convention was in twenty twelve in London for the London Film and Comic Con. And you know how they do photo ops and stuff? So this couple comes up and they you know for a photo op and they're both in Borg outfits, you know, her him and her. And this was my very first experience and I was like, whoa. So right when we're gonna take the picture, they both come in my ear and they say at the same time, we wanna know how much it is to take you home. And I was like, wait a minute, I gotta, hang on, I'll be right back, and I ran to the, I don't even know, I just ran, but it, that was like my first experience. Oh, wow.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's a rite of passage, like running into the lift no, door, but no, I but... mean, that certainly was a, 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 milestone for you, I think. Yeah, yeah
2: but it, you know, it's, it's so cool that I have so many, it really is, it's very touching to me, because I have a lot of fans, it's crazy, i like, I have a, I have like a, um, oh, what do they call it, like a, not a, oh, an underworld kind of clan that, that knows about me. What do they call that? Uh, um, cult, cult following? Yes, cult, <laughs> cult, but it's a good cult. But um, Yeah, I was going to
0: say, I was <laughs> going to say, that has connotations sometimes. No,
2: it's a good cult. <laughs> I mean, the, Fans know more
3: about me than I do. They'll go, like, you were an episode, and they'll rattle off the nerve. I'm not surprised by any of that. You know, we've all, like, you know, you said it's on BBC every day. We've all watched these episodes, like, over and over and over. You start to recognize the back, you know, everyone who's on the bridge. Oh, I I know who that is. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, like, you know, like I was saying, you
2: guys probably, I don't know, you probably did or didn't know, but I was, like, 15 different aliens on Deep Space Nine and Voyager. And
0: You don't know that because you're a little with makeup, yeah.
2: Well if you know if you know if you know my eyes you Probably tell, but um, yeah, fifteen. 15- <laughs> well, I'm gonna look now when
3: I watch it again.
4: I think I, you know, and the best part is, is that you also engage with the community, which is so amazing. I mean, the you know. You, oh,
3: I love it! I love
4: it. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're here with us this evening, and on your Facebook page and wall, you're always engaging. And I've seen some of your videos now while you're quarantined at home.
2: Oh my God! Did you see the one where I was dancing it around and I spun too fast and I fell down?
4: Oh no! Wait, I saw the one that you were no. running and and Coco was chasing. Okay. You.
2: Yeah, oh, I did another one, trust me, and it was to a Billie Eilish song, uh, Bad Boy or Bad Guy, or the song she does, and um, I'm spinning around in my mom's leopard's leopard jacket, and I spun around so fast. I, You know, when you spin a lot, and then you stop, you're like, uh, I <laughs> oh, I hate it.
4: Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: But it was fun. Exactly,
4: exactly. <laughs> and you have fun with the, the Star Trek community, you have fun with us all, and it's just so wonderful, and I want to thank you for that. You know, it's just so great to be so personable with everybody. So thank you for that.
2: Oh well thank you. Yeah, I'm a very personable person. This is kinda like I love hugging and I can't do that anymore. I can't you know. How are you guys holding up? This is like
4: wow. Well, we're we're for the podcast production, we're all over the United States. I'm in Jersey, Cat's in North Carolina, Skiffy's in Wow, in, uh, where are you, Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah. Oh Tony's in Wichita so we're we're kind of used to this distance.
2: Wow. wow. I've been socially wow.
1: distant my whole life.
2: Yes. Are you guys on? You guys on like lockdown like we are over here in California? Yes, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yes.
4: New Jersey just closed all parks. All parks, pretty much.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we all gotta help each other yeah. and be in this together, or else it's not gonna work. I mean, it's like you know, peeing in a pool. You, you know, you can have the section over there where everybody is, and it's only totally a matter of
0: up, time.
1: You,
2: you it's gotta, gotta just, come
0: over here.
1: I yeah. like that analogy. That's good.
2: <laughs>
0: that, that's, seriously,
1: yeah. that's a pretty good analogy that I haven't heard anybody use yet.
4: Uh, now I know that, you know, obviously convention season is, is uh up in the on air, hold. yeah, on hold. Um, but you know, had you had plans to do some convention circuits this year and
2: Oh yeah, I had three cancel already, uh, like the, yeah. I'm sorry. So I'm 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 trying to be positive, so I have one in June, so I'm hoping we'll be back by then. Have
4: you been to STLV? Have you been to Vegas already?
2: Uh, I was a few years ago, yeah. Well, hopefully yeah.
4: we can get you back to STLV and we can hang out and have a drink together. That's what that's what matters right now.
2: Yes, put in a good word or yes. pull some strings or something. Oh, yeah. yes.
4: I think we need another hashtag. Tracy at STOV. Uh, yes, for sure.
2: You know, my my Twitter and my Instagram.
4: Well, yeah. Why don't we, you know, I wanted to ask you, you know, other than the convention circuit and engaging with fans on social media, tell us what you're working on now and where people can find you and, and follow you.
2: I'm working on not going nuts.
4: Yes. <laughs>
0: have a dog. That's step one. A pet. Yes. yes. I, a pet is step one.
2: Yeah. At least I have my little, I have my cuddle bunny. So, um, yeah. Um, let's see on Twitter it's at real R-E-A-L Tracy T-R-A-C-E-E C-O-C-C-O and on Instagram it's T-R-A-C-E-E underscore C-O-C-C-O and then my um, website is Tracy T-R-A-C-E-E L-E-E C-O-C-C-O dot com and Johnny Steverson from PR Celebrity made my website and it's absolutely fabulous and it has a lot of my photos on there. Since you guys can't, you know, see me or I can't give you a hug right now, I have photos on there. If you want to go onto there and maybe get one or something, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about stuff to do to make money. I don't know. I mean, I could go-go dance, but I don't think they like that. I think they like my videos when I eat it on the ground. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Be careful! Be careful with that. You know, the the high heels on table with Eddie Murphy. I mean, you know, you you want maybe try to recreate that? I, I don't oh, know. Honey- Honey, the that, was the out. Ol-
2: that was the only movie I wore in high heels. I'm not a high heel kind of girl,
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> just, just be be safe. You'll, be, you'll take take precautions if you're gonna try. Oh, that, I, you do, know. I okay, do. Okay, okay, it's
2: good. Yeah, I, I, I got to listen to my body now. So, yeah.
3: I had already mentioned this but I did watch your Lieutenant J tribute video posted by a fan set to The Pretenders which is the most amazing I watched it like 4 times Oh my it was god oh so good it's Great I love it and that song is perfect it's so good. I mean, it's all your, you know, your big entrances, all your background takes. You know, all the scenes you were in. You were like a, you know, a transporter officer. You're on the bridge. You're all over the ship. You're in ten forward. You're sitting next to Jean luc And war- w- in, in one of the one of them wharf, I think,
2: t- carrying me because I had I don't know. Yes, you're injured and yo, it was. I it always was- have a. They always had me with a glass of wine or eating cake or I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and line, I'm gonna make
0: you notice me. I'm like, and you know, the, you, as soon as you see you, like, you see you in every episode. It's like, oh yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, know. Oh. They, they say I wanted that. to ask. Yeah. So did you do your hair like that normally, or was that yeah. hair and makeup? Because your hair is fantastic. No, they, makeup. I, 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 cut it myself back
2: then, and that's why they liked it because I was low maintenance. <gasps> they didn't have. To- I love it. It's yeah. Great. And, you know, you don't really wear a lot of makeup on there, so. I'm like, do they wear makeup in the
3: future? I mean.
2: <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you, we, we had to have gone to the restroom, but you never see anybody doing that. But there is a restroom on there, I hear, so. Or was, or, yeah, so. So you're going to play the video? How funny is this? Well, they could see it on YouTube. It's a uh, tribute to Lieutenant Jay. And you can you can also see, <laughs> you're going to love it. The Demolition Man pinball game promo. You have got to watch this. Oh, that I did. Oh, I, I saw that. that.
4: Yeah, that. I saw that one. That was great.
2: Oh, have you
3: seen it? Yeah, have, yeah. Did you see what they had me do on the game? I, Crazy. I've played that video. I played that pinball machine. I love Demolition Man, so oh, I know uh, I've played it. Yeah, you have one ball left.
2: Shoot the right ramp.
3: Yeah. <laughs> The
2: white zone is for loading and unloading of passengers only. Oh, that's airplane. Never mind.
3: (laughs) Don't call me Shirley. Yeah, don't call me Shirley.
4: Well, Tracy, I want to thank you again so very much for joining us on this episode of Priority One Podcast. You are welcome back anytime. That Zoom link is available whenever you want to use it. Just hop on. Really? In. I,
2: hey, did you guys? Did you guys check out my? It's a Picard,
4: saw- oh, nice. Picard, yeah. Picard yeah. right? That's Delta. from the Picard premiere, right? Yes, Picard Delta. Yes.
2: Yeah. Let us pray. Let us get Lieutenant J on there. I no, you. Care. No, you would
0: have had a promotion by now. You would oh, have been, yes, like, I be a dad dad yeah.
1: she, She's well, already higher ranked 35. than Harry Kim, Ensign Kim. That's right. <laughs> That's Harry true. Kim never used... It. It oh, I know. We
2: joke yeah. about that all the time. He's like, shut up. Ah.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, thanks for having me, you guys. Thank you, Trish. Thank you great so much. You.
4: Take care. And,
2: and stay stay safe out there. You too, like
4: you too. safe and healthy. You
2: too. All right, honey. Bye-bye. Message coming in,
5: sir. Having frequencies. Open. See we are getting to know each other.
4: Well, Captain's hailing frequencies are now open, and we're ready to receive all of your incoming messages.
3: Our first community question was, would you be excited to see Brent Spiner return to Star Trek as a soon?
0: From Twitter, Jason Smith says, seeing Brent back in Star Trek, I think it would be cool. I hope that means they might bring him to STO, too.
3: From Twitter, Bertholf, Says, I think if it fits a story, then yes, but it should not be a goal of the writer's room. I'd enjoy it regardless because Brent is fantastic, but I don't want egregious cameos.
4: And that's kind of how I felt it was with Brent as Inigo Soong.
0: Agreed. I also think that's the name of my next cover band.
3: Oh my god, get out of my head. <laughs> I'm like, that's the best band name ever. Egregious cameos. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you. Good night. From Twitter, Jean Patrick Ahen writes in Brent Spiner as soon Yes, please. Spin off confirmed. Well, I don't know about a spin off confirmed, John Patrick, but uh, I'm sure people that would make some people happy.
0: Our second community question was Will you be getting your hands on STO's DeCorca? The new T6 Decora update.
3: From PriorityOnePodcast.com, Sean Newboy writes, I have no need whatsoever for the new Ferengi ship.
0: Sean Newboy, as concise as always. Thank you, Sean Newboy.
3: <laughs> and
4: on Twitter, Ken from Chicago writes in, the, the what now? Sorry, my tier six Odyssey class is all I need. Ooh, he didn't even say legendary Odyssey. Yeah, and
0: there's no emojis on there. Oh. Blink twice if you've been no kidnapped, emojis. Ken from Chicago. <laughs>
4: Well, that wraps up episode 456 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. But there are more great shows available to you on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Just visit podcasts.roddenberry.com for a complete list. Then be sure to subscribe to them all and share them with your friends.
3: But we can't forget to send a special thanks to some of our Patreon supporters like Diana Gunther, Darnell Dwayne Ross, David K. Rutley, Joshua Selig, and Peter Archibald. And we want to ask you our community question this week. First
4: up, how impressed are you with the artificial intelligence and machine learning updates to Deep Space Nine and Voyager? Does it make you pine for an HD release of both series?
0: Captains, it's important to us that you get your voice heard and that you participate in the conversation. Leave us a comment on our website at priority one on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash priority1podcast, or find us on Twitter and Instagram at priority1pod.
3: And if you're still craving more, be sure to spend time with Winters, me, and the rest of the Priority One Armada. Saturday nights the Armada broadcasts live to review the latest news from Star Trek Online and the Armada community, including spotlighting some of our amazing members. With regular giveaways, there's something for all Star Trek online players whether you're new or a veteran follow us on all our social media accounts for broadcast times and if you'd like to join the Armada visit priority
4: This episode of Priority One Podcast is brought to you by our patrons through Patreon.com. Find out more and add your support at Patreon.com forward slash Priority One. Even if you cannot make a financial contribution, please spread the word about the show and invite your fellow Trekkies. It's support like that that keeps us going.
0: Don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions Guard Frequency Podcast at GuardFrequency.com. Each episode, the Guard will take you inside the universe of your favorite space sims, including a tabletop adventure played out by your hosts and heroes rise brings you up to date with the world of dungeons and dragons learn all about the latest publications tools tips tricks and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern head over to heroes rise to discover their secrets
4: a very special thanks to our guest this week tracy lee coco thanks to our audio editors including gray william brandon rand Daniel, Roscoe, and Skiffy. Thanks to our producer, Jake Morgan, and associate producer, Shane Hoover, for helping us organize and write up our summary of the weekly headlines from the Star Trek multiverse. Thanks to our graphic artist, Henry Pomper, with support from Jason Smith of the Priority One Armada. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. But most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek community, our listeners. Because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible.
3: Enemy ship on sensors.
0: Red alert. Ready weapons. Engage. Engage.